Welcome to Amplify, a podcast created to inspire our listeners to learn about today's modern workspaces. I'm your host, Brad Schaefer. And I'm your host, Kiana Vandenberg. Since this is a new podcast, I figured we'd talk a little bit about who we are and why we decided to do this. Uh, my name is Brad. I'm an engineer at Bill Systems. I've been here for a little over four years. I'm married. I have three kids and a spoiled little chihuahua. Uh, in my free time, typically on weekends, uh, I enjoy just hanging out with my family. I enjoy blacksmithing, uh, building things, a lot of home projects. Um, and then on the weekends, I also focus on being a minister for a small church in our area. What about you, Kiana? Well, my name's Kiana, and I have been a marketing coordinator at Built for two years. In my free time, I basically just do a lot of volunteering for my local church, a lot of traveling when I can, and then just hiking with some friends. So what is this podcast about, and why Amplify? This podcast had a, a focus when we talked about it to just to explain what ergonomics and efficiencies are. Uh, being employed at Built Systems, we talk about this a lot. Um, and, and I've come to the realization throughout my life and my career that we can do this not just at work, but we, we can live every day uh, focusing on how to, to better do things, how our bodies need ergonomics and efficiencies in everything that we do. And we picked the word Amplify as a, as a podcast title because it, it explains why we want to do this. Typically, the word Amplify is used in sound and radio waves to increase the signal. But when we, when we really broke down the definition, there's a, a segment that talks about it's the ability to expand on something by using detail or some very close analysis. And that's where we really wanted to focus this podcast to really get your brain thinking about what ergonomics are and what efficiencies are. And we will definitely dive deeper into this as we get further into this series. Um, but didn't want to focus entirely on that today. And I know... <laughs> Ergonomics can be kind of a boring topic, not going to lie. But because of that, we, we talked about making this a, a fun type environment and something interesting to listen to. Um, so to do that, we wanted to start each podcast with some random questions, some goofy, silly, interesting question to make you really think about it and get your brain working for the day. So uh, what I picked for the question today is if you could meet anyone for one day, whether that person is dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, man, I never know the answer to this question. Uh, I'm going to have you go first with this one. Who would you meet? I really want to meet Albert Einstein. Ah, that makes sense. I am I'm kind of obsessed with the way he was and the way he did things, his ability to think differently um, and to, to do things that just change the way we, we know today in the, in the physics world. He's kind of a role model for me. I, I, I look up to the man. I understand that he was, I think he was uh, far beyond his times when he when he was alive. But that's that's someone I'd love to just sit and meet and talk for a day and see how he did things. Yeah, that'd be pretty, pretty cool to me, probably. Um, I don't know. I think I, I'm really into like all the like peacemakers of history, you know. So maybe like um, Nelson Mandela is a cool one. Oh, yeah. Um, also, like MLK, obviously, all those types of people really like intrigue me and really like they're kind of like my role models. So anyone like that, I think I'd be interested in meeting and talking to. I think there's a lot of people out there that we'd love to just sit and talk to and, and just understand who they were as people. And mm -hmm. I think it's kind of a good way to start things. Yeah. 
as we prepared for this podcast, I had quite a few thoughts that I wanted to try to run past you and see what your thoughts and opinions are on these, Kiana. Yeah, go ahead. So how often do you think about human body mechanics? Um, Probably never. <laughs> never? You don't think about that when you pick something up at home? Like, if I do it the wrong way, I'm going to hurt my back? Um, I don't know. I mean, being a 23-year-old, I, I don't think I really necessarily have to right now. Okay. So I am older, so I, I do think <laughs> about this a little more often because things tend to get hurt easier. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I thought about was when you do laundry, is it something that you just pick up that laundry basket and throw it in the washer? I think so. <laughs> the way the way we do things at home is, is very simple. We made a a uh, a rule, I guess you could say, a couple of years ago at home. With just if you're going to do laundry, do it yourself. We don't want to have to, mm-hmm. you know, sort things like I, I know some people do. They sort colors and whites and de- bl- uh, denim blue jeans and oh, all these yeah. things. I'm not that sophisticated. I, I, I throw everything in the washer with yep. the Tide Pod and hit start. <laughs> exactly. And that's and that's because that's efficient. I mean. That's the way I work. It's it's efficient for me to do that. And I usually do it right before I go to bed. So the washer runs overnight and I get up in the morning, throw out the dryer. Mm-hmm. Now, looking back, uh, my grandma, the way she did laundry was totally different. She was one of those sorters. One of those people that spent a day in the basement doing laundry. Oh, man. I remember going there during the summer. I'd spend weeks there. And every Monday... That was the, the routine. We'd get up, do breakfast, and then go downstairs. And she had a half dozen five-gallon buckets that she had filled with hot water or some uh, some laundry soap, some bleach. I don't know what it was. So that each bucket had its own category. This bucket was white socks. This bucket was blue socks. This bucket was undershirts. You know, and when she would do laundry, she would always wash the whites first and reuse the water she grew up in the in the depression so she was used to using things over again if they needed to so she would wash whites and then pump the water out and then back into her washing machine and then Mm -hmm. wash darks and wash the next thing and she'd do that multiple times until i don't know till she deemed the water unclean (laughs) wow and then and then she would start fresh i mean clean laundry was never an issue it was was just the way she did things was different today Mm -hmm. Obviously, we have much more efficient washers and dryers that use far less water. Um, but as we stated, it, it's to us, we don't spend, we don't have time to spend a day mm-hmm. doing laundry. So we pick everything up, throw it in the washer, hit start, and come back hopefully when it's done in an hour. Right. Exactly. So when we do talk about this efficiency thing and time, what about grocery shopping? How often do you? think of your time in the grocery store as being efficient oh man i hate grocery shopping and i am probably the least efficient person doing it okay so this is where i have a little bit of a uh, i don't know what you want to call it uh, an issue i i don't like shopping Mm -hmm. but i do the majority of it for my family and because of that i usually get a list from my wife that is broken down into categories produce dairy grocery wherever else and I have, in my head, calculated the most efficient way to walk through the grocery store without going through an aisle more than once. Oh, man. You want to share that with me? <laughs> it's, it depends. Obviously, every week is a little different. We don't buy the same groceries every mm-hmm. week. But it, it, it changes, but minimally. Um, 
And then they threw this one-way shopping thing in, so I had to kind of rethink the way I did things. Oh, yeah, that that messed me up so bad. I am not a good rule follower there. I, I, I 99% of the time follow that. Yeah. But there are times that I'm like, oh, I did this like three feet into the aisle. Mm-hmm. I need to get that one item. And I, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll admit I do it. <laughs> but my, my goal, obviously, is to be in and out of that grocery store as fast as possible. And, and ultimately, I try to do it in like 30 minutes or less. Mm-hmm. That doesn't always happen because a lot of times I'm spending the majority of it standing in a checkout line. So I, I was watching uh, a, a video earlier this week, and there, there's a new thing that's happening in, in some of the larger uh, grocery stores about the scan and go option. Oh, yeah, I have heard about that. Well, you can walk through the store and instead of going through the checkout, you scan it on your phone, mm-hmm. throw it in your cart. And then when you're done, you pay and just walk out without standing in a checkout line. Talk about efficient. I could be in and out in 30 minutes without walking through the checkout line. And I love that idea. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Checkout line is probably the worst part. So this efficiencies and these ergonomics, it's kind of a, an interesting topic, an interesting way to think of things. And unfortunately, the way my brain works because of what I do as, as a career, it's always in this mode of, of thinking about, what is it going to be the ergonomic? What does it mean to be efficient? And because of that, I try to teach my kids anytime they're involved in a project or a process, how to do it. And to the point where they probably start to dislike me because I critique <laughs> the way they do things, but I always want to show them how to do it better with less effort and less time. Mm-hmm. Like I said earlier, this, this life at built has kind of changed my thinking process. Um, and we, so we started this podcast for that reason, just simply promote awareness to think about everything that you do in life requires you to be efficient. Um, and, and you should always be thinking about how you're doing things with your body mechanics to not hurt yourself. Take working from home as an example. I know over the last couple of months, there's a lot of people that have transitioned from being every day in the office from eight to five to now working from home, sometimes much longer hours. And it's it's different. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. It's been very different. I mean, these last few months, having to work from home because of all this stuff that's going on has been a nightmare almost. I mean, yeah, it, it's definitely my work from home office is definitely very different from my office office. We are fortunate at Built to each have height adjustable standing desks. Um, and let's face it, we, I'm, I'm speaking for you at this point. We probably don't use them enough. Oh, no, definitely not. I, I think statistics is you're supposed to stand every hour for five or six minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have my Apple watch tells me to stand every hour. I, and I know I don't, I, I ignore it and tend to work through it and then get up when I have to. But when you are working from home, as you stated, a lot of times we don't have that option of even just a desk. We work where we physically can. Sometimes it's a kitchen table or a dining room table, um, coffee table, which means you're hunched over typically from right. the couch. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I have a height adjustable desk at work and I do not have one at home and working from home for two months or three months straight without that like set height for me was a nightmare. It just hurt my back. I mean, coming back into the office and just being able to set the desk at a certain sitting height, so much better than just sitting at my fixed desk at home. Totally agree. I even went as far when when this working from home thing started. I needed a chair that adjusted 
Because mm-hmm. I we I was just sitting in a kind of a fixed swivel chair, nothing fancy. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, all right, this is killing my back, killing my arm. I, yeah, I have a height adjustable desk at home. I am fortunate to have that, but it still didn't work right. So I, and the combination of the two really made it better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I, less injuries, less back and neck pain from hunching over or sitting in a weird position. Um, there was even a point before all that that I tried to work in my recliner because it was, I thought, well, I can, you know, I can kind of relax and take a look. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I tend to fall asleep sitting in that thing. Oh, yeah. Easy. And to be honest, not having that, that height adjustable option or that ergonomic option at home, once you have it, mm-hmm. you miss it. Oh, yeah. You I realize, can definitely attest to that. Yeah, you realize oh, how important it really, truly is to have something like that that you, you it, it, it's just a simple adjustment and and you're in much better shape mm-hmm. over the the period that i've worked here at built i've it's interesting that i've worked on hundreds of different projects for some very large prominent corporations and companies across countless industries in the globe and to this day when we we talk to a new customer and we we're talking about a new project we hear that why do we need ergonomics mm-hmm. or why do we need to change? If it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. Well, okay. In some some aspect, it's it's I can understand where they're thinking, and a lot of times you respond with that. You don't know you need ergonomics and efficiencies until you have used them, and you go and and, and go back to the old way of doing it. You're going, wow, we're we're doing this so much harder than it truly is. Yeah, I would have never thought I needed a height adjustable desk until I actually got one and realized, wow, this is way easier to work on than my other ones. I mean, some of the cool things about Built is sometimes it's hard to explain what efficiencies and ergonomics mean and look like. But when when we talk to customers or we talk to to people that are interested, we say, if you really want to know, come and see what we have. Come and see what we've set up in our facility, in our workplace. And a lot of times people show up and are amazed. They, they look at what we got. We have a clean, organized, efficient work centers that are, 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 are streamlined to the point where we can, we can process things from start to finish, sometimes in 24 hours, from raw materials all the way to a completed product. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we get customers that come in and look at this and go, wow, why have we never heard of this company? Why have we never heard of these options or these ideas before? And Actually, there are times we hear, I wish I knew about this before we invested such and such dollars and in, in redoing this. And it's 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 something that we want to make people aware that there's a lot of options out there, a lot of ideas and things that we can share. We're willing to help and work with. Mm-hmm. It, it's funny because there are a lot of times I talk to my, my kids and family about the different projects and the companies that I'm working for. And one of them goes, you know, it's funny, Built is the biggest little company that nobody knows about. We've worked with hundreds of people, hundreds of customers that were changing some of the way the manufacturing world works, and then nobody knows about us. So the idea behind this podcast is to really break down who we are as built, why, why we're doing this, what we have, and how we can help. Yeah, and so let's look at who we are exactly. I mean, Built Systems is an equipment manufacturer that specializes in ergonomic workstations and material handling products. With over 225,000 square feet of manufacturing floor space, we have everything we need to manufacture everything in-house, including our own workstations, carts, and machine bases. 
Brad, since you're an engineer, can you tell our listeners what type of equipment and technology we use to make these products? Sure. So one of the cool things about working at Built is we literally take from raw product all the way to finished product. And this it goes through multiple stages. We bring in hundreds of pounds, thousands of pounds of raw steel, flat steel, tube steel. And we use um, five flatbed lasers and five tube lasers. We're actually one of the largest laser houses in West Michigan to cut and manipulate those parts. Um, we, we take them, we can go through either some Herco CNC mills, some robo drills. We have six CNC brake presses scattered throughout the manufacturing floor. Um, we have multiple types of welding. Uh, manual welding is, I think, still of our biggest section, but we have robot and laser welding to go with that. We have two in-house powder coat lines. One is fully automated. Everything is barcoded and scanned, and it just goes right through the process. Very little uh, manual labor. The other one's a little bit more manual, part hanging one at a time, but we're able to do much larger parts on that one. We have several different types of assembly. We have a high-speed assembly, which we can crank out hundreds of, of, of products a day. Um, we have a paint and ship, so things that come right off of our paint line get packaged and dropped in boxes and then are shipped out to the customer. And then we have a very custom one-off assembly as well. So one of the questions is, why are we the professionals when it comes to modern workspace needs? I think some of that boils down to our roots. Yeah, well, Bill originally started as a need from our parent company. I mean, they're the ones who originally needed strong ergonomic assembly line equipment for their plant floor. We originally developed an industrial product line using our patented ideas. And when the sales team recognized that need for products like these outside our walls, that's when we began offering solutions to other manufacturers in the area. They quickly caught on and so started the company known as Built Systems. So to answer your question further, we may not know exactly what every modern workspace needs in every situation. Built Systems was able to create our own modern workspace in our facility. So we're just here to help you figure out in your own facilities. To kind of summarize where we're at and why this podcast, once again, we wanted to go through a little bit of why. Over the last couple of weeks, almost a month, we've, Kiana and I have worked on this. We've had a lot of different thoughts, a lot of different ideas. And we've tried to focus this podcast into a single statement, a statement that is used to focus each podcast that we can make sure that we're in the right direction every time. I guess you could almost call it a vision. Yeah, I think we would call it a vision. And that vision is basically to just inspire our listeners and help them create the next generation of workspace. You know, we began, as stated earlier, by doing our own facility. We, we started from nothing, able to, to manufacture and create our own workflows, our own focus on ergonomics and efficient workstations. Um, and we're using this podcast to teach and inspire our listeners with details and statistics and other ideas. Yeah, but entertainment as well. Let's face it. I, we, we work with a great group of people. And oh, I yeah. think once you get to know us as, as a company of built systems, you guys will enjoy it as well. This is not designed to be a sales podcast. We will talk a lot about built systems and built products because that's what we are and what we do. Um, and we will also focus on a couple of built customers. We have some customer interviews coming up later on. But this is where we work. This is our everyday life and what we do. So, uh, yeah, built will come up quite a bit. And it's it's not a bad thing. True, we don't, we don't know exactly what your workspace needs. Um, but we're able to help. We have the resources to get you to where you need to go. We have an engineering resources. We have 
the ability to do workspace evaluation, workspace design and layout, and so much more. Look for our next podcast where we will be interviewing Joshua Rodriguez, the manager of Built Systems, and discussing the past, present, and future trends that are happening in the manufacturing world today. 